Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study, and I'm so glad that you are here today. Why don't you take your Bibles and meet me in Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to begin there, but first, let's open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your anointed word, and we ask that as we partake of it and study it and receive it into our hearts today, that it would be the spiritual nourishment that feeds us, that strengthens us, and that produces the victory that we all desire to walk in. Now, we thank you, Father, that this is our daily bread, and we receive it as our spiritual nourishment. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say, Amen. Amen. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So we can't please God without faith, faith in God, faith in his word. Faith is actually, it's in some ways, it's like money. It's universal currency, and it produces the same winning results in every nation of the earth. So if you will walk in the faith of God, walk in the promises of God and hold to that, it will work for you regardless of where you live. Amen. It's a, it's like, again, it's like a universal currency. Everything about God and your destiny begins with faith. And that's why I want to talk along this line today. Faith is the foundation for the fulfillment of every vision. And I know that there are promises that God has given to you. I know that you have your own unique assignment and contribution to make to the body of Christ and to make to humanity uh, at large. But my friends, faith is the foundation for the fulfillment of every vision. It's very important to understand that. It's so important that without faith, you're bound to fail. But you're not going to fail. But without it, though, a person would fail in the fulfillment or carrying out of their vision. In John chapter 15, we see insight into this, and that would be verse 5, where Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do what? You can do nothing. Wow. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So without faith, you're bound to fail. We also see this in a different context in Psalm 127. I really like verses 1 and 2. Let's take a look at that. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Building without God is building without faith. So without faith, there is no future really in the future that you're wanting. Did you catch that? With, without faith, there is no future in the future that you desire to experience, walk in, 
and live in. Wow, how will you get there? With your faith in God, your confidence in God's Word, and the promises of God. Praise the Lord. So we're going to build our lives upon the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God's Word places faith in relation to some other key things. But I I want you to see something that is so important about this. Uh, Second Peter chapter one, we'll see some of these other key things, but I want, I want you to see something that maybe you've never seen before. Second Peter chapter one, verse five, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now notice again, we are told by the apostle Peter, add to your faith. And then he goes on and he begins to list those things out that I just read that you are to add to your faith. But here we see something very interesting. You don't add faith to anything, but rather you add everything else to your faith. Did you catch that? It's not like uh, there's all of these other things that take the priority and therefore you add your faith to that. No, you actually don't add faith to anything. Again, you add everything else to your faith. And those things are listed here that you add to your faith. That's because faith is so important. Praise the Lord. Victory becomes a way of life when faith is actively at work in you, but it's got to be active. Wow. Mm -mm. Or else you will run into people that are in the body of Christ. And I've met quite a few of them. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure you've met a few too, who have told me, Pastor Stephen, that faith stuff, it doesn't work for me. I tried it. It doesn't work for me. And they're very sincere and very serious about that statement. They tried it and they say it didn't work for them. The reality though is, is that it tried them and they didn't work it. Woo! They they say, well, I tried it. It didn't work. No, it tried you and you didn't work it. Mm -mm. I'll be the first to admit that it takes a lot of effort and a lot of focus to keep that word coming in so that your faith to fulfill your vision is strong and it's fresh. Yes, it takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of (laughs) self-discipline, and you have got to keep the Word coming in that is a living, fresh, vibrant Word. And so, it's like you're seeking faith food all the time. You're seeking what feeds you, but it has to feed you, because if you're a full-grown adult, maybe you even have a PhD, it would be like agony for you to go back in the third grade and to have to sit there and learn things that maybe you learned 50 or 40 years ago. And you're sitting there and you're thinking this, I already know all of this. What are you basically saying? You're saying that this 
level of knowledge is not feeding me. Okay, so that's the challenge you find with your faith. You have got to continually keep feeding your faith with faith food that is nourishing you. And it's got to be fresh. Who wants to eat food that's been sitting out for a week and it's no longer fresh? So that, again, is the challenge. You have to find what feeds your faith. In the now hour, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. So victory becomes a way of life when faith is actively at work in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let's go further. Faith is a demonstration of confidence in God, not confidence in self. Oh my goodness. We have a lot of books and materials that are out there in the secular world that say, just believe in yourself and you can do anything. And I need to let you know that it doesn't work like that in the kingdom of God. Take a look at this. See what God had to say about that in the book of Jeremiah chapter 17, verse five. Now we do need to be positive. We don't want to be negative, but at the same time, you don't want to be positive in a way where your trust is all in you and you've totally taken God out of the equation. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse five, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. So the person whose reliance is upon himself, God, God said that that person is cursed whose heart departs from the Lord for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land, which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. My goodness, praise God. So the contrast between the man or woman that trust in their own ability their own strength, their own intellect, their own hustle, as compared to the man or woman that has their trust in God. While yes, they continue to apply themselves and put their hands to the plow, but yet their confidence is in God. The blessing is uh, on that person, but yet the curse is against the person who thinks that they can get it all done somehow within their own ability, their own connections. Oh, what a frustrated life. What an incomplete life when God is not in the picture. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Every outstanding thing that's accomplished in the kingdom of God is a direct product of faith in God. Mm-mm. It's not a product of luck or chance or things along that line, but rather these outstanding accomplishments that you see throughout God's kingdom, they are a direct result of somebody taking hold of God and believing his word and refusing to come off of it. Mm-mm. Every test. Now this is fascinating. Let this get into your spirit. Every test 
that you will ever have in your Christian journey to reveal, uh, actually it's a test of faith, to reveal whether you are depending on self or whether you're depending on God. Stop for a moment and think back about your Christian walk with the Lord thus far, the things that you've gone through, the, the moments in your life that maybe were very, very difficult, very, very trying. What was going on? What was going on was a test of your faith. Every test is a test of your faith. Look at the book of James chapter 1, verse 3. Let's start in verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith. Oh, what is every trial? What is every test? What are all these negative things? Why does life, as some people say, why does life have to be so hard? Because it is a test of your faith. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Praise the Lord. So when you're going through things in the journey of life, you need to realize that it is testing something in you. What is it testing? Your faith. Therefore, because every test is a test of faith, you need to fight the good fight of faith. Praise the Lord. We no longer have to go into a literal Canaan land and drive out Amorites, Ammonites, uh, Perizzites, uh, Philistines, and on and on it goes. No, we don't have to fight with swords and spears, but it is a spiritual battle that is coming against you, testing your faith. But that's how you take your promised land by holding to the promises of God and just standing on them. And that's how you possess it. Praise God. Now, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Paul said to Timothy, he said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Again, fight the good fight of faith. Every test is going to be trying to hit you in these various areas to see, do you really believe what God said? Now, we can mentally agree with it, but if you want to see the power and the reality of that word operating and producing and manifesting in your life, I'll tell you what, you'll realize, you'll realize real quick, this thing is a fight. This is like a battle. Circumstances will try to say it won't work for you. Um, Difficulties and hardships will say it will never happen for you. That's why it is a fight of your faith. Woo, praise God. Amen. But you can win every battle through faith. Praise the Lord. Faith is the practical expression of confidence in God and in his word. We see this in Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. I tell you, there's, there's this tremendous confidence when it's settled in your heart that God's word is true and God can't lie. And as long as you continue to hold to the word of the Lord, I'm telling you what, you know 
You know, with that inner confidence that you're next in line for the miracle. Mm -mm. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Oh, receiving the promise. Praise God. Amen. So faith is the practical expression of confidence in God and uh, his, his reward. Thank you, Jesus. Don't cast away your confidence. Praise God. Stop and think for a moment about some of these men that were in the hall of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, and of course, women are listed there as well. I'm mindful of Daniel who wouldn't bow, wouldn't compromise, was thrown in the lion's den, but yet it said he believed in his God. He had confidence that his assignment, his work wasn't done, and that God was going to get him out of it. And God did. And can you imagine the honor, the esteem that was put on Daniel when he came up out of that lion's den alive and the news reverberating throughout the kingdom of what happened to him. And then, of course, also his enemies who desired to see him eaten by lions, they were thrown into the lion's den. Can you imagine what it was like for Daniel? Uh, the days and the weeks, the months following after this epic victory, because he held on to God's promises and he was confident that God would come through for him. My friends, think about your life. Think about how God wants you to have weighty testimonies that make even unbelievers step back and ponder and consider what God has done in your life. So think about that. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego coming out of the fiery furnace without even the scent of smoke being on their clothing, not even one hair on their head or on their arm singed. Yet those that threw them in were burned up and consumed with the fire because it was so hot. But when they came out of that fiery furnace, uh, unre unrelenting in their confidence in God, even if they would have perished, God still would have delivered them out of the hand of the wicked king. And they said, we're not going to bow. We're only going to serve God. And they were respectful to the king, but they said, we will not, we will not bow down. Wow, think about the honor that was bestowed on them, that even the king was just like, he was like in awe of these guys. <laughs> but more so, he was in awe of the God that they served. But that confidence, that confidence which they held on to, even if it meant that this is when your life ends, they're not laying it down. Why? It has tremendous reward. Woo, praise the Lord. But my friends, you've got to stick around. You've got to work the word and stand on the word and let it be the final authority in your life. And in the end, it will speak. Mm, may not happen overnight. It may not happen this week, but it very well also could because you've already been standing. And this could be your moment where you see the reward. And God says, now it's time for them to see my power. Look, when you hold to the word of God, you commit God to the integrity of his word. What does that mean? It means as you believe him and are unrelenting in your uh, trust and confidence in God, it means that God will now come on the scene and will perform what he said. 
Praise the Lord. And you can also see that you can't be frivolous with this. You can't play around with this and think, oh, this just works if I just give a little bit of attention to it. No, it demands, it demands your responsibility. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. Amen. God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, get out of this land and go to where I'm going to show you. And then you read just a few verses later in verse four, the practical expression of Abraham's faith. He got on the move. He got up, packed up and left and went to where God told him to go. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Faith is the practical expression of confidence in God and in his word. Genesis chapter six, Genesis chapter six, we see in verse 14 that God said to Noah, make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. Well, Noah heard the word of the Lord and he got on it and it took him right around 120 years to complete the construction of the ark, but he did it. Praise God. And just as Abraham obeyed and did what God told him to do, there was movement and there was action. Faith will always be an act that's motivated by God's word. And we see this in the classic teaching of James. Let's go over there just for a moment. I really like this. And that would be James chapter 2, verses 17 and 18. Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So there is a way, in a sense, that you can gauge or see faith. How? By the works. If you really do believe, there should be some actions that are being connected to that belief. There should be works. Faith without works is fake. It's not real. And neither will it produce. There must be associated action. In other words, God told Abraham, get up and go. And he got up and went. And God told Noah to build an ark. And he did. Praise the Lord. Here's something else that's very interesting about Noah. And we see this in Hebrews chapter 11. And this would be Hebrews 11 verse 7. Now watch this. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Praise the Lord. By faith, Noah moved. So he was moved with a godly fear. And even though it had never rained before, he started building that ark. Praise God. So there's movement. When there is true faith and confidence in God's word, there is movement. Let there be movement in your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Mark chapter 3. Praise God. Mark chapter 3. Mm-mm. Verse 1. And he, that would be Jesus, entered the synagogue again. And a man was there who had a withered hand. Verse 5. And when he had looked around at them with anger, that would be the religious leaders, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored as whole as the other. So when the man obeyed the commandment of Jesus, the paralyzed withered hand was completely restored, but he had to do his part. He had to have movement or faith that's, that's displayed through action. So he stretched it out. And when he did that, when he did that, that's when his hand was restored. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. First John chapter five, verse four, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. Now, how many people watching me today want victory in their lives? I know, I know that's you. Nobody stands up and says, I want to be a loser. Pastor Stephen, let me be at the front of the line. I want to be a, I want to be a poster boy for being uh, a loser. No, no, nobody wants that. People want victory. And so God's word shares with us how we can experience it in our lives. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, I know that you have been born of God. You are a believer. You have put your faith and trust in Jesus. Your sins have been washed away. You have received newness of life. And so you have been born of God. So you have the world overcoming anointing on the inside of you. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. The victory, the victory not just a victory. This is the victory, which is what? It's your faith, your faith in God, your faith in God's word. Praise the Lord. Actually believing that what God said belongs to you, you believe it. And by faith, you receive it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm -mm. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's jump back over there. Hebrews chapter 11. And this will be Verse 33, it's time for you to subdue every problem, every mountain, every difficulty, every sickness, every disease, anything that would come against you and would try to block God's best for your life. It's time to see it subdued. Now, Hebrews 11, verse 33, who through faith subdued? or put under them kingdoms worked righteousness obtained promises stopped the mouths of lions quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness were made strong became valiant in battle turned to flight the armies of the aliens women received their dead raised to life again wow So there is something about the power and the force of faith 
the man or woman of God that takes hold of God's word that allows you to subdue even kingdoms. Now, I would assume that most of you that are watching me, you don't actually have to go out and subdue a kingdom, okay? But you might need to subdue arthritis. You might need to subdue uh, uh, back pain. You might need to subdue uh, toxic debt. Hallelujah. Praise God. How do you do it? You do it through faith, just like every single person listed in the Hebrews Hall of Faith, chapter 11, accomplished it. And you can do it the same way. Who through faith subdued? Who through faith subdued? Pastor Stephen, how do I subdue these problems through your faith in what God told you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> if something in your life seems to be subduing you, it's an indicator to you that that area of your life needs attention, just like a wall around the city could be broken down. Maybe not around the whole city, but maybe in a few areas, there's been a collapse. You need to go fix those areas so the enemy can't go in. You need to breach up, shore up the areas where the wall has fallen down. So if there's an area where something uh, is subduing you, you need to give special attention. Use your faith to take a hold of what God said about that situation and build that area up in your life so that you subdue it. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, faith is the believer's responsibility for victory. I understand, and I know that you do too, that we live in a society, particularly in America, where a lot of the old-fashioned values of being responsible, a lot of that has gone out the window. And so, like the original Adam, we sometimes want to pass the buck. What that, that's an expression that means we don't want to accept our responsibility. We would rather blame somebody else just like Adam who said, well, Lord, you know, the woman, she gave me the, she gave that to me to eat, you know, it's, so he's trying to blame shift, but we need to accept our responsibilities. And it is the believer's responsibility to walk in faith. If, if you want to experience ongoing victory in your daily life, praise the Lord. Just like you can't ask someone else to do your breathing for you in the same way you can't pass on the responsibility of faith that you have if you want to enjoy victory. Praise God. I can't. I can't go to my wife. I can't go to my children. I can't go to even to other ministers and say, can you do my breathing for me today? I, I'm just getting tired of breathing. Would you do that for me today? They can't, nor is it their responsibility to do so. Hallelujah. You have a responsibility to walk in faith, to find your daily bread, to eat it, to be nourished, and to be strong. That's your responsibility. Praise God. Praise God. And nobody else can uh, do your breathing for you, nor can they uh, do the role of carrying the faith 
that you need to do. Praise God. Amen. Now you have beautiful promises that God has given to you and we celebrate prophecy. Uh, one of my favorite things to do in the whole world is to flow in the gift of prophecy and minister to pr people prophetically. I'll be doing that till Jesus takes me home to be with him. I absolutely love that. But my friends, even with the most wonderful prophecies that can be spoken over your life that you could, re you could have received, you still have to understand that you have to go to work on that. Amen. And the prophecies that have been delivered to you, what do you do? Now you begin to use your faith to see those things come to pass. You don't just sit back and go into cruise mode. No, you actually go into more of a work mode because now, now your faith has been uh, boosted in the sense, do you know that God's got great things for you? What has already been stirring in your heart has now been called out and verified even by others through the prophetic gift. So you must really say, wow, this thing is of God. This thing is real. I'm really going to work my faith on this. Yes, that's what you do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So faith is the believer's responsibility for victory. Praise God. And let's look at one of the most amazing statements that Jesus made concerning this. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Now look, if you're not sure of what may be ammunition to pull from the Word of God so that you always... Um, have something that you can, uh, like baseline scriptures that you can always stand on. Uh, know for certainty that Mark chapter 9, verse 23 is bulletproof. That's a verse that you can just continue to go back to over and over again, and it will strengthen you every single time. Uh, Mark 9, verse 23, and Jesus said to him, if you can believe, now that's, that's your responsibility. That's not on somebody else. That's on you. If you can believe all things, think of the magnitude of what he's saying here. If you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Now, in this case, it would be the deliverance of the man's son from a tormenting evil spirit. But whatever it is, whatever you might need, and not only just needs, but over into the area of everything that would pertain to your destiny and the, the fulfilling of the vision that God has given to you. All things are possible to him who believes. So what do you need to do? Well, first of all, you need to know that it's possible, that what God said that he would do for you is possible. Your responsibility is to get your belief up so that your faith is strong, so that you have a deep confidence that not only is it possible, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Woo, praise God. Amen. Amen. And of course, with that great confidence, you'll have plenty to do because along with faith, there is corresponding works. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. Stay on it. It's your responsibility. Stay on it. Keep your faith built up because just like Daniel, just like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, just like others in Hebrews chapter 11, God's going to do some things through you that will bring him great glory. God's going to do some things through you that's going to cause people to be talking about, wow, wow, God's doing some very amazing things still. Wow. But my friends, 
You have to accept and embrace your responsibility and keep your faith strong. Praise the Lord. Your faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Your faith is the victory that fulfills the vision that God has given to you. All things are possible to him who believes. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for those that are watching right now. Maybe a few have been discouraged. Maybe there are some that would say that they did try it. But Lord, we thank you that we understand that this is, this has got to be a lifestyle. This has got to be not a minor, but a major. So Father, let a fresh touch of your spirit. Now touch your people and may they be revitalized to put their hands back on the plow. If they've taken it off and plow like they never have before because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Miracles are popping all over. They're next in line. Thank you, Father. There are those who've been watching who've been very, very faithful, and they're going to see the reward of their faith. There is always a reward. Now, Father, we give you all of the praise. We thank you that it's time for miracles and that you're moving mightily in the lives of your people. It's so easy, oh God, for you to do it but we must believe and we choose to do so. Bless your people in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Now, if you're watching me and you don't know Jesus, all you have to do is put your trust and faith in him. Yes. Give your heart to him. Surrender your life to him. He'll come into your life and he'll give you a new life. He'll wash all of your sins away and you'll have peace with God. Not only are you ready for heaven, having done that, but also you also can now step into this area of working with God and God doing great things for you, through you, and accomplishing what he's put you here on the planet for. Okay, so I want you to pray. Also, perhaps if you used to be a Christian, but you got into sin and you fell away from the Lord, you need to rededicate your life to Jesus today. Okay, so let's pray this prayer together. Please pray these words after me. Whether you're praying it for the first time or whether you're rededicating your, your life to Jesus, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I put my trust in you. I fully surrender my life to you. Jesus, you said that the man who trusts in himself is cursed. I choose to put my trust in you. Jesus, wash my sins away. Give me your new life. Step into my life and lead me and guide me from this day forward. Jesus, write my name in your book of life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. You've just prayed that for the first time. Welcome to the family of God. Woo! Hey, amen. And if you've been away for a while, but you're now back, you'll never drift again. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord forever. Now let's take Holy Communion. I want you to grab some grape juice and some unleavened bread, and let's, let's take communion together. If you are a believer in Jesus then you can take communion with us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it 
And through this prayer, we set it apart as being holy. We thank you that this is now the body and the blood of Jesus. Now, Father, as we receive the Lord's flesh, we thank you for strength. We thank you that all things are possible to the person who believes. So, Father, we just thank you. Let us, let us fully embrace our responsibility and let us make the efforts to keep our faith strong. And we thank you, Father God. There are rewards in this. We give you all of the praise, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As you receive the Lord's body, we fully embrace our responsibility. Now let's receive together. I know that there are those in the body of Christ who don't understand the confidence we have in God's Word. That's because they are, they are full in their heart of what's on the news. They are full in their heart with the cares, anxieties, and worries of life. But when you saturate your heart with God's Word and those distinct promises, then a rich, powerful confidence begins to build in you. Amen. And we treasure God's Word. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the cleansing power of the blood. Father, if there has been any, been any doubt or unbelief, we ask you for cleansing and forgiveness right now. And Father, if anyone has sinned against us, maybe even laughed at us or made fun of us because of our belief in you and our adamant confession on the integrity of your word, well, Father, we forgive them and we bless them. We forgive them completely. And we continue to move on with you with their eyes fixed on you. We thank you, Father. And we now receive the blood of Jesus. In the Lord's name we pray, amen. Let's receive together. Woo! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just say praise God. Amen. Doesn't it feel good in your heart to be right with God? Nothing better. Amen. Well, before you take off today and enjoy your triumphant day, let me share a few videos with you and give you some update on the advancements that have been taking place with the ministry property. Praise the Lord. So uh, the first video that I'm going to show you right now is some of the work that took place over the last few days on the ministry property where God touched the heart of one of our ministry partners and he came up, uh, he's a land developer, and he came up out of state with his team, with all of his heavy duty equipment, and he volunteered his time and talents to sow into the ministry all of the labor and work. He didn't charge the ministry one penny and did a tremendous job. And of course, I know that God's going to bless his, uh, him and his family and his business in a great way. But I want to show you some of the amazing project, uh, or excuse me, process um, or progress that has taken place recently. Take a look at this first video. Notice, notice the small pile of sawdust that's just beginning to accumulate as the uh, 
the mulching of all of the trees from the debris field has now begun. Check out this video. Praise the Lord. All right. So uh, I talked about how we had these three major piles of debris, of stumps and trees and roots and all of this stuff that were done with the initial land clearing phase. But now it's the removal of all of that. And take a look at this next video. And I think you'll notice that the pile of sawdust, which is the grinding up of all of these of these debris fields with all of these trees notice how the pile begins to get a lot larger Well, here's another video. Here's some more chipping of, uh, of all of these trees. I tell you what, this machine was a beast. It would eat up entire trees. Watch this video. And some of these trees were quite large that are being chewed up by this machine. Here's a video that shows you just how big some of these trees were.
Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. For the last four months, I had gone out to that property, and almost daily would speak to those debris fields, be removed and be gone in the name of Jesus. And my friends, they've been chewed up, and they are now removed. And here's a picture. Take a look at this picture. This is Pastor Kelly and our precious ministry partner, Maria, standing on the top of a gigantic sawdust pile. That, that pile there is from all of the trees that were chewed up uh, by the machine. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Now, let's take a look at the end result of this, which has been the developing of the beautiful pad site, which is where the new television studio and ministry headquarters is going to be built upon. Take a look at this video. All right. Praise God. Well, those um, skid steers were moving like busy bees back and forth for days upon end, long hours, just work, work, work. And again, this brother sowed all of this as a seat of honor and a seat of love into this ministry so that the gospel can be preached even more all around the world. Each week we're reaching with a satellite footprint of over 1.1 billion souls. We are in, two, in over 200 nations every single week with the Pure Gold television program. Now take a look at this picture right here. Here it is, all of that work to produce this. This is the pad site upon which the Ministry Center television studio will be built. Amen. Woo, isn't that beautiful? Let's go to the next picture. I tell you what, that pad site is packed so tight and done so well that um, you could go out there and just probably uh, go bowling on it. I tell you what, it is so level. It was leveled uh, with a laser, and everything is ready for the next phase. Here's another picture, by the way, from a different angle. Everything is prepared. Back behind the pad site will be the area where the septic and the leach field go in, and we are right in the middle of a beautiful forest. Amen. This is like our uh, Kerioth Jerem, uh, which is where the Ark of the Covenant stood uh, for over 20 years, and uh, that actually in Hebrew means city in the forest. So this is like a ministry center studio for TV right there in the middle of a forest. When you come to visit and you come to some of the live recordings that we will do in the near future, you're going to love the location. It is absolutely beautiful. Praise God. And so the next phase that we will do is we will begin to work with the county to obtain all the necessary permits that are required for um, perking the soil and uh, on and on it goes. We'll go through all of that, praise God, and we're looking forward to that. Um, but one of the first things that we're going to do is we're going to get this land completely paid off. There is still a remaining balance on the land, and I'm in faith 
great faith that this land will be paid off. The remaining balance is $154,000, and we paid it down considerably from the initial purchase price. You know, I'll share something interesting. Every month, we get probably at least three. There's probably more. There's, there's, there have been months where there have been more. But every month, we get at least three offers to buy, uh, excuse me, to sell the property. Uh, it, com- it comes from uh, buyers all over the country. I get offers at least three every single month from either land investors or banks or um, just all types of uh, like you know conglomerations that just buy property. But these these places all over the country, they know that this is a prime property. We are the last stop right before you get to the airport. And so it's an amazing location. And no, we're never going to sell it. We're, we're, we're keeping this until Jesus comes back. Amen. And we're developing it. But it is a beautiful property and uh, is a very valuable piece of property. So I would ask that you would pray and join your faith with us and our entire ministry team that we can see the remaining balance uh, that is owed paid completely off. It's $154,000, and I'm believing God to really accelerate this payoff, and we get this land paid off, and I'm also in faith that the structure that we're going to build, the new television studio, I am in absolute faith that we will build it debt-free. Praise God. Amen. So thank you for agreeing with us and standing with us and praying towards that, as we know that God is a miracle-working God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I wanted to show you those things because God is moving <laughs> and we're just trying to keep up with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Well, thank you for uh, watching and enjoying today's program. And again, let me put up the uh, giving link. Let me put that up on the screen. So if you would like to sow into the ministry, perhaps you would like to do something very special. Maybe you, you even want to give a special offering towards the paying off of the land where you can do so. Uh, We have uh, various ways in which you can give. Just check that out. That's on the screen right now. Thank you for sowing your seed into this work. You know, we just got back also from NRB, National Religious Broadcasters. And there's there's two networks that we are greatly considering expanding onto and would greatly um, extend the outreach of the television ministry that we have Again, it's called Pure Gold, half-hour television program. So God is working in very, very special ways. So your giving really is going around the world. We're broadcasting uh, three times every week uh, out of Bethlehem uh, to the nation of Israel. And we are on many other networks as well. And we're even trusting God to increase. And as you sow into this soil of preaching and teaching God's Word to the nations, I believe that God will bless you with the 100-fold return, which is God's very best for you right where you need it. Amen. So sow your seed in faith. Sow your seed with great rejoicing because God is doing miracles for you. Amen. And thank you for standing with us also as we continue to expand in the ministry, doing the good work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for your giving. And thank you for all of your prayer support. And I'll see you back again real soon. Bye-bye.